2: Hi, I'm Gary Rowett, and you're listening to the
3: world-famous Acton Millwall. Welcome to a grey, slightly damp, windy, but fairly mild den, dear listeners. Welcome for the big fixture of the weekend, uh, Millwall versus Sheffield United. As if the bad news for the season doesn't get enough, we've got the news this afternoon that Billy Mitchell is out for six weeks, apparently injured, so that's joining Sean Hutchinson. Um, Styles, Mason Bennett, and others. This is I'll do a pause here because this is the um, 3 match speech. It's Jimmy's day. This is the uh, Barry and Margaret getting their uh, customary good round of applause. A quick speech from Barry and Alice's. Fantastic words, as ever, from Barry Misen, uh, listeners. The work the, the Mizzen's have done since the tragedy of the loss of Jimmy, the, Jimmy is um, unbelievable. Um, I don't know how I would have reacted in those circumstances. You kind of hope you'd find a similar uh, moral fibre to, uh, to, to do what they've done with their lives since, to campaign against knife crime, educate kids, and they go all over the place. They've just mentioned Sheffield there. I've seen, i uh, follow them on Twitter. They're, they're everywhere, Mr Sheffield, up and down the country, you name it. Fantastic people um, and a, well, wonderful legacy for uh, to turn a tragedy into something hope- more hopeful. Um, so yes, um, back to the back to the more trivial business of football. Uh, Billy Mitchell, uh, big news today. Billy Mitchell out injured, unfortunately. So your, your lions as we wait for the entry of the two teams. I've started a little bit earlier than I normally would do for the uh, the mizzen speech, obviously, listeners. In goal, we've got Jules Long. Backline: Murray Wallace, Charlie Creswell, Jake Cooper, Danny Mack. Midfield two today: uh, Joel Savillin comes. Uh, Jamie Shackleton for the injured uh, Billy Mitchell. The front attacking three will be Oliver Burke starting. He's in place. I'm guessing of what more, Zian Fleming. Uh, a fixture now in, in the side, and interestingly Andreas Vogel, Sam, on the, uh, the left, not right side of the I'm imagining, because Vogel will be a left-sided player. Up front is the tireless, ever-running, um, Duracell battery-driven Tom Bradshaw on the bench this afternoon. Bill Kofsky, George Evans, Scott Malone, Ryan Lillard, who's someone I've expected to have started this afternoon. Uh, Duncan Watmore, I would imagine, being rested. Uh, George Honeyman and Romain Esso. Huge fixture, listeners. Um, second place Sheffield United rather had the better of us on the two occasions we've played them this season. But 2-0 uh, loss up there at Bramwell Lane, way back there in, in August. And, of course, the uh, home loss in the FA Cup in January. Um, rather a, a, a drab, drab performance from Millwall. Sheffield second place. Won 18 games, drawn 7, lost 6. The goal difference of plus 25, listeners. How about that? Millwall in seventh position. 46 points. <laughs> Goldims a six, Sheff- Sheffield chasing down Burnley at the top of the table. Uh, way ahead of everyone else with 69. The lines, of course, in amongst the chasing pack, trying to chase down the critical fifth and sixth lay of spots. Um, the size of the injury list is going to not do any favours on that. I think it's back to the wall stuff from here onwards. Um, whether we can find enough in, in um, the remainder of the squad to, to get enough to, to get into the top six remains to be seen. Um, it's going to be a big ask, listeners. Big ask. Speaking ahead of this afternoon's fixture, Gary Rarick, slightly um, played it down as a in terms of crucialness, is that a word? Crucialness. He's speaking to the South London press, Richard Corney He says these are the these games are the sorts of challenges you want as a team, these are the sort of matches you want at, at home. Um, certainly the sort of games our fan will, fans will get up for. Um, Denny's feeling quite nicely given that it's not far short sure of a morning kickoff, 12 30 starts, going out on super saw away Sky TV. Um, but he says here you've got to be at your very, very best. And anything less than that, as we saw in that very drab performance up there at Coventry midweek, we'll find you out, and um, Sheffield, despite a loss, I think they, they got beat 3-1, 4-1 midweek, can't remember the exact score, didn't write it down, um, so they'll be looking to, they'll be stinging off the back of that, and they looked a decent side when we saw them before, so it's going to be an interesting contest. Here come the two teams. A kind of a triumphal archway dedicated to Skypen. Decent-sized crowd, in fairness. One is filling up. It's not quite um, the 18,500 that we had last week against Sunderland, but um, it's a decent-sized crowd looking around the den, dear listeners. Good to see it. Sheffield United this afternoon wearing uh, white and black. Red stripe, normally red and white stripes. Obviously, it's white shirts, red stripe, single red stripe lines. Of course, in the familiar dark blue one. in oh, fine voice, fine voice. I think the crowd can record it as a season turner. If Gary Rowley doesn't. Teams are lined up. Millwall kicking off attacking the away end in the first half. In accordance with the dictums of the the Archbishop of Canterbury, in accordance with the dictums of the Ven. Will be the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle by Millwall mustiff attack if the away end in the first half. Let it be said. Early balls forward for Millwall. This, this is vogel and putting the ball into the air, uh, danger area. It falls to Jake Cooper. The goalkeeper gets um, in the mix there. Looks like Bradshaw's taken a punch to the mush. Goalkeeper's rolling around the floor. Everyone's rolling around the floor. Early opportunity there inside the first 20 seconds. This is Zian Fleming um, muscling his way through the centre circle. He's trying to find Bert. This finds his way through to Bradshaw. Up the goalkeeper opportunity there, put through, right down the middle, goalkeeper blocked it should have done better, listeners should have done better that's a massive chance missed there by Tom Bradshaw Just, uh, my, my mind froze in the moment as he went down the middle there, listeners he was through on goal, should have done better that's a long ball forward, to Zian Fleming he's getting clipped from behind referee gives nothing that the refereeing has been at the point of um, conversation, Gary Rout was mentioning a penalty that should have been on or maybe should have been on Tuesday night some did, will disagree with that, this is the 16 coming forwards now, balls into the box loops up, the goalkeeper takes, five minutes Mill straight back onto the attack, thrown out, this is Ollie Burke now coming down the right wing movement in front of him, he's got Bradshaw into the, into the, the boxes
2: 1-0 Milwall. the right slide to the
3: east side. 1-0 Five minutes in. Beautiful goal. Fantastic finish. He missed a harder, an easier opportunity earlier on and put away a tougher chance. Make that make sense, listeners. one nil. Milwall. enjoy that, all oh, you Sky TV viewers out there. I can't quite see. It's actually quite crowded in block one. I was going to try and amble over and see the replay. It's a beautiful finish from the right side. So I've not really seen the replay there, listeners. You know better than me how good a finish that was, though, when you see the the, uh, the live coverage, the, the YouTube reels, and all the rest of it on social media. 1-0 Walker this is uh, Murray Wallace to hoof it forwards and does the some criticism on uh, Tuesday night. I didn't see the game on Tuesday night, listeners. I was actually at the theatre, darlings, um, pre-booked from a long while ago. I think the Coventry game was rearranged. Was it not a postponed game at some point? Um, normally, I try and coordinate my theatrical bent with um, Millwall. But uh, anyway, we've had these tickets. So a great play called the Lehman Brothers. If you're interested. Um, but no, so I didn't see this game on Tuesday. But there was some criticism online of using Tom Bradshaw as a target man. we have seemingly trying to put the ball over the top for him to run onto, which is far better use of his uh, stature and his, his talents. And so far, eight minutes in, come towards nine minutes. So far, so good. Lehman Trilogy, not Lehman Brothers. That one. Well worth it. I'll recommend it. Incidentally, so we're going to do like a theatrical podcast now, acting theater down the line, Murray's to run on he gets clattered, he's going to win a free kick best thing he could have done there was get clattered, because he did win a decent free kick there, left side it's going to be Vogelsamer to take it, listeners playing as a, the left-sided attacking midfielder Burke on the right, so far free kick on the left number 21 to take, summer. the big guns have all gone forwards, all the usual suspects Cresswell and Cooper in it comes, it's nicely flighted, bouncing around, that could have gone anywhere, it's run off for um, a throw-in on the far side. Ten minutes coming towards eleven. Gary Rowey talking about refereeing, Um, says he's bored, bored with bad refereeing. Um, Talking about uh, the the kind of physical impedance of Jake Cooper and others in in the set pieces, speaking to the uh, South London Press, says "I'm, I'm, I'm bored, he says, I'm bored of hearing the same thing, meaning Referring decisions where players are manhandled but we don't get a decision, this is ZM Fleming on the break now, he's took a little step there, this is Oliver Burke great right save by the goalkeeper and a beautiful little pass through there from ZM Fleming, he just delayed it a moment some might have thought a moment too long but it was perfect into the path of Oliver Burke, his shot was on target and punched wide for a corner, right side of the corner by the goalkeeper who's been under fire since the start of the game dear listeners, coming towards 14, 14 minutes Sheffield boss Paul Hegginbotham was saying to the, uh, the press that he wanted the den to be at full capacity. It's not quite at full capacity. It is a pretty, um, pretty good crowd. There's only a few seats dotted around the, you know, the, big, the major stands, the Docker stand and the Colgo that I can see from my side. A few seats here and there, but it's going to be a decent-sized crowd for a 12.30 start on a Saturday morning. This is a right-sided free kick for Sheffield, just about halfway inside the middle half. The 16's going to take it. He's curled in. That's headed away by Jake Cooper to Sam, who should put his size elf lasers for it, and does. Bit of German there for you, listeners. It breaks. This is Oli Burke now on the right side. and come towards the 16th minute, little one-two. Danny Mack on the right side. He's got Burke with him over on the right. He's got a nice little floated cross. It's over the top of everybody. It falls to Zian on the left side now. Tries to take and finds uh, a shot block there. This is now Vogel Vogelsammer. This is Saville. Zian just runs into trouble there as the ball's passed to him. A Sheffield bring-away. roman S A and Ryan Millard warming up in front of Glock 1 good applause. It was well spoken of from Essay from the um, you know, overall drab result up there at Coventry on Tuesday. He was one of the few bright spots that I read about. Here we go, free kick, just uh, on the right side of the centre circle. Murray takes. It's deep. It's towards Jacob. He gets ahead to it. Oh, a Bradshaw nicked it in front of the goalkeeper. Is off sides. <laughs> He was physically clattered as he tried to nick the ball in front of the goalkeeper. I thought was, the referee was pointing to the penalty spot, but no such luck. is going to be bored with that decision as well, but he, he, given us offside in the event. Lino gets his uh, trip advisor review there from the east upper stand. What a goal, says Michael Avery. Uh, yes, it was a great goal. Uh, Mike Hayden saying the same thing, um, onside and a penalty, he says. So, again, Poor accusations of poor refereeing. All breaks in midfield, this uh, Shackleton just had it taken off him, which is a moment as he looked to press forwards there. That's uh, down on the left channel. Sheffield being contained so far. I don't like to tempt Lady Football's fates, but um, so far they've shown nothing going forwards. They are a dangerous side, though. They've done a job on us twice this season. So, I'm not going to you know, start counting any chickens, but um, so far, so good. Ball breaks. This is the Fleming now, midfield. Loose ball midfield. Ian's running through. He's on, been pushed wide, slightly left. What will we do? Will he have a go? He's run into trouble. This is Joel Saville. Ian just ran out of ideas there, listeners. I don't think he goes past men particularly easy. Just looking for a bit of space that wasn't there. This is Murray Wallace. Ball into the box. It's... Uh, Aimed at Tom Brasher. Referee's given us for something. God knows what he's given that for. Wasn't offside. I can tell you that much. Linesman's given it. for Must be offside. I saw someone calling for Zian Fleming to be dropped in the uh, in the, the madness world of Twitter after that result up at Coventry. But does make you laugh. So many opinions. Oh dear, Murray's had a mare. They pretty put it straight into touch. <laughs> 25 minutes, blimey. That'd be a bit like me. If you put me at left-back listeners, you would have got that. Great quote by Richard Corley, just talking about the mad world of uh, social media. So he quoted uh, Rudyard Kipping. So well done, big shout-out to uh, Richard Corley for quoting Rudyard Kipping about if you can keep your head when all around are losing theirs. He said, that, uh, made the point that that's not how social media works. So uh, you're getting some really odd-bod opinions after one poor result up there at... Uh, The Coventry Building Society Stadium, it used to be called the Rico, I can't call it the Rico, ball over the top, this is uh, nicely taken by Vogel, he's won a throw in out of that, done well there, it was a really difficult take, a looping ball over the top and he took it well in his stride, won a throw in, on the left side of the throw, it's going to be a Zian long throw, taken short, wow, don't get that very often, this is Zian now on the left side, but into the box, it's clipped over his head by Tom Bradshaw into the uh, belly of the goalkeeper. Nice shot, strong players he end. strong boy on the ball, but just wrong-footed, I was about to praise him, and then he, yeah, the ball gets away from him, they're giving Sheffield a chance to bank falls now, this is 27 minutes, this is the eight on the right side of the Mill penalty area, he's gone down with the most flamboyant fall over, well, the referee should be booking him for that, and that is exactly what the, the den is saying to that uh, Rather um, wishy-washy referee so far, listeners. Wishy-washy. Not the pantomime character from uh, Aladdin either. It's been a great half of football for Millwall so far. Beautiful ball down the line. This is Danny Mac on the right side. He uh, crosses into the feet of the first defender, unfortunately. Some good overlaps from Danny Mac this afternoon. free kick for Sheffield, their ball cut pass fired in from the left to the, the feet of uh, the forward who spun I think he uh, was knocked from behind there so it's going to be a free kick for Sheffield, dangerous situation actually it's a, um, central probably about 30 yards out 37, I'm sure it's 38 minutes probably their first real chance of a shot on goal in the whole half so far listeners, here we go a few steps back, as we going to have a shot it is a shot We've seen them there the goalkeeper pumped, got his hand down to it couldn't keep it out i've got to say oh uh, looks like poor goalkeeping again jules long that was their only chance of the half listeners that is very very frustrating very very frustrating indeed great uh, little chance they've got the top shot to go big shows pulled there referee doesn't see that what's the rep linesman's not seeing it mm for a right-sided throw in in the event a uh, great turn there by Tom Bradshaw he's looked pretty good this afternoon listeners. he's bit clearly having his shirt tugged from behind referee doesn't see it though that's a real sense of frustration around the den to concede that goal there it was a lot of good work being done by Mill in this half and to concede um, a dipping free kick you know, from distance but it was a looping one I think the goalkeepers should have done better there. I shan't keep going on about it though listeners it's the last I'll speak of it right Jim Hackett, Washington the Teddy, says, poor goalkeeping. Poor goalkeeping. He does wish that Cooper wouldn't keep giving away those types of fouls, though. So I'd have to see that again, Jim. The uh, free kick being given against the Sheffield right-sided midfielder there. He's not happy with it. Having a few words of Alden Sundry. Bring back Bart, says Aaron Paul. Bring back Bring back Bart. Uh, Harry says a free kick from 30 yards and the goalkeeper pushed into the net I did say I wasn't going to speak of it anymore didn't I listeners 44 minutes on the stadium clock left sided free kick chance to put the ball into the mix dear listeners the uh, Sheffield management down there weren't happy with that they've got something to say about it anyway free kick floated in Jake being manhandled once more. The referee sees nothing, but he does see the clip of Zian. And he gets a yellow card out for Zian Fleming. What a joke of a referee. Listeners, we do get them. What is it with refereeing down here? That was a fairly innocuous um, nudge by Zian Fleming. I think that was his first offence of that kind. And the referees let an open manhandling of Jake Cooper go just seconds beforehand. Where do we find these people? Who are they? What planet do they come from? The referees, Shackleton gets crept in the middle of there. The referee finally gets a yellow card out for the, the uh, central defender for Sheffield United. I think he's losing control of the game because again, that was not. I don't think he's been a repeat offender that particular player, but he's getting the uh, payback for um, the strong sense around the den that this referee bent and biased in, in, against us. called it half-time, with at least 30 seconds on the clock to go. The referee is appalling, listeners, absolutely appalling. Anyway, there it is, one each at half-time, very frustrating half. Millwall with a blistering um, opening phase, done very, very well, but unfortunately undone by poor goalkeeping at the half there. One one all as we go to half-time. A few half-time tweets for your listeners. I've done this for a little while. Jimmy Webb, all the way out there in Perth, Western Australia. Big shout out to Jim. Says that's one of the worst offside calls I've seen in a long time. That will be, I imagine, for the Tom Bradshaw penalty shout early on the game. Matt Webb, brother of Matt. Uh, Long's, Jules Long's distribution is very good. But fuck me, says Matt. The main aim for a goalkeeper is to have strong hands to stop, in capital letters, the ball from going in. And he's failing on that part. Papa Gombris, Matt, calls him. Um, Simon Hedgepig long should have saved. He says Papa Dombrist's home line again. Uh, Harry on our group chat says he's surprised a professional goalkeeper can't get to a ball with a full palm and keep it out. Um, from that kind of shot, I'd agree with H because it was a, you know, it was, a, it was on target. Clearly, it was dipping downwards. It was a difficult ch- take, but um, a pro goalkeeper got it. It wasn't power. I think that's the thing I want to say. It Looked like it was a looping ball on target, but um, he's pushed it into the net. Graham on our group chat says uh, Rowett cannot leave it. a to leave it too late with the substitutions. A big thing that's um, haunted Gary Rowett all season is uh, making changes too late in the game after the event. We'll, we'll see. the size for the second half. Listen, there's just a few more half-time tweets. Johnny P uh, says a goal last week against QPR down to George Long. Another one today. Don't care if he can hoof a ball to a five foot ten striker. get Bart back now. I think I've got to agree with his sentiments whereas there's more online. Um, you will have seen the coverage yourselves dear listeners. Uh, incidentally, just the Sheffield line-up to kick us off in a second. I just want to give a very quick mention, if I may, to the Pundit game, the general knowledge game, the board game that we are partnered up with. They're giving a 40%, percent 40 0 percent discount if you use the code LIONS at the checkout. Um, they donate a tenner, £10 for every sale made. They get, That donates to the Lions Food Hub. Um, it's a really good game. I can recommend it. I don't know if you've got any birthdays coming up or just having a, I don't know, a few chats around for a few beers and you want to Past the Sunday afternoon, it a great little game and um, 40%, percent four zero 0 percent off, pretty good and they put a tenner into the food Up anyway, the second half is underway, so enough of my sponsored spiel, listeners no attacking the cold blow in the second half in accordance with the venerable bead thou shalt attack thy second, the cold blow lane in, in thy second half which is what he wrote, I looked it up Mount of running Tom Branchnell has just chased the ball down there part of the back pass on the right side he's chased it in now. I mean the man is um, must be exhausted absolutely exhausted at the end of 90 minutes some reasonably not good news because he's injured but um, reasonably good news for Mason Bennett the uh, damage to his ankle is not as bad as first feared it appears to be ligament damage um, the article on the uh, London News, Richard Corley says it's, the, the season is not set to be over for Mason Bennett, it's obviously he's going to be out for a while, but um, he may well have a chance of coming back before the end of the season, so that's that's a lot better than what was first feared when he went down last week against uh, Sundham, this is Sheffield now coming down the left side, of in space at 22, that's going to go for a left-sided corner blocked by um, Oliver Burke there, 46 minutes comes towards 47 minutes, left-sided corner and it's in near post-ball, it's flicked over the Wide right in the event. 47 minutes. This is Sheffield come down the right side now. Ball into the middle. That's over the head of George Long. They've got possession now on the left side. he doesn't film with any faith, Long. I must say. I think we were saying this yesterday with uh, Neil on the something for the weekend show. Nice little one. Two. This is Shackleton great ball down the line for just taken away from Tom Bradshaw. At the last there. Nice move, Millwall. 48 and a half minutes. Oh, sloppy ball there from Murray midfield. Gives the white shirts a chance to come forwards now, listeners. 51 minutes. Both sides will be um, feeling the pace. It's been a pretty committed game on both sides. Great defending there by Danny Mack. He's been very good today, listeners. Danny Mack, defensively good there. He's been pretty good going forwards. This is Oliver Burke. Gets clattered. Throwing. Referee gives it as a throwing. Right side. Some nice little intricate 1-2s um, in midfield. That was quite nicely done there by Shackleton. This is George Long to clear it and does. He's gone backwards, unfortunately, from that intricate bit of sophistication, unfortunately. 52 minutes. Yeah. Zian now. Beautiful. Taking the centre circle. He's, he's running down the middle. He's got Vogel Samuel on the left side of him. He's gone down in the box. 1-0. one blown up. he Headed in by Tom Brady. I thought the referee had blown up for a, for a penalty. But no, if ZM went down, it would have been a penalty. But as it is, it's headed in from the left side of close by Tom Bradshaw. He's given the goal. I thought I heard a whistle. Did you hear anything, listeners, on the on the, rec- uh, the, the tape? He's given it as a goal. Nice finish, Tom Bradshaw. Headed in from the left side of uh, corner. Very confusing situation. I can see it on the on the replay a little bit. Certainly, Zian Fleming went flying now. As the ball came in the left side across from Vogel, Sam. He's been effective. zian has gone down, and it's headed in by Tom Bradshaw into the right-sided corner. Any row, 2-1, Millwall, right rightly slow, listeners. Ball inside from Tom Bradshaw, finds uh, Ziemer back to goal and He spreads it wide left. This is Murray Wallace now on the left side. 65 minutes, he's got Vogel Samer ahead of him. Ball into the box, fired into the side netting. This is one of that left-sided corner, there, listeners. 66 minutes. Been a very effective. All, all you Vogel Samer critiquers out there, you know who you are. He's been very good this afternoon. Taken quickly, left-sided corner. This is. Uh, Ball in from the left side, that's um, Zian Fleming now with that cross. This is now Shackleton, he gets muscled off there, just his size counts against him slightly. He's up against the big boy there, and Sheffield will bring away. Real tension in the air in here, listeners. Big opportunity, and Sheffield are pressing forwards now. 68 minutes now on the stadium clock. This is what you call the uh, the pace and commitment of the English game at this level. Um, you can see why players take a time to adjust to it. Maybe have come in from games that, uh, from leagues that put more um, emphasis on skill and technique. I'm thinking of Zian Fleming here. Obviously, this has been 100% all afternoon. Anyway, it comes to the left side of the corner. It's headed downwards. It's bouncing around. Good work by George Long there to save that and block it. It's cleared in the end from the melee. Good work, George Long. We're quick to damn him, we've got to be quick to praise him. Anyway, Sheffield coming down the right side now. Millwall very much under the caution. This is the 29 on the right side. He's got into the box. Trying to find some uh, targets. And this is Shackleton. Nothing in front of him. We're all be- behind the ball. Lines very much being pinned back here. Crowd urging them to come out. Give us some aim at. Come to all 70 minutes now. Another ball in from the right. We can't carry on with this kind of um, last-ditch-stand approach, listeners. We, we need to um, either change it or, or, or press forwards a bit. Substitutions, I think. linesman has got his flag up. Looks like it's going to be Honeyman. Danny Mac drawing a free pick there. The 13 claiming he got the ball. Danny Mac is learning the dark arts of the game, dear listeners. It's wonderful to see it. Well done, Danny there. It was Denny's wise level of falling over, winning a free kick and taking away the danger of Sheffield breaking forwards so there. Sheffield playing out from the back. I mean, they've been put under a lot of pressure at the back by Millwall. Done very well in that way this afternoon. The wall of sound, listeners. The Monks' charm. Unique champ. Others try to cop it, none can match it. Sheffield break from midfield on the right. Ball's in, that's batted round by for a corner. Done well there, that was a deflected uh, cross in from the right side. And long got a hand to it. done very well there. On the balance sheet today, obviously he's been in error for the goal, in my opinion. But he's equally pulled off some really good saves in the second half, George Long. So... I don't know. Take your pick. In comes the right-sided corner. It's deep, deep, deep. That's headed clear by Jake Cooper. Millwall all behind the ball, though. So he's going to come back with a white shirt. Bouncing around. one each, 2 each. Fired home from close. The ball was, the ball stuck in the six-yard box. It fell to the striker if side into the roof of the net. Two-all, 81 minutes. Oh. Games in the balance, listeners. In my opinion, it's still there to be won by either side. There's about 82 minutes on the clock, I believe. It's gone to a advert for Millwall TV at the moment, but I think it's about 82, so eight minutes of regular time plus whatever time gets added on. Um, both sides can win it from here, listeners, and both sides will want three points. It breaks for Zian Fleming. Pushes it out into space for Tom Bradshaw on the left side. 84 minutes. He comes towards 85 minutes. Tom Bradshaw. He's got Z in space, but he just can't quite find him there. Z still in possession. That's taken a deflection. It's still... ball still live. The eight's got it on the, on the left side. All action, listeners. This is now uh, Murray Wallace on the left. Trying to feed it through to Saville, but unfortunately the defender got in the way of it. So Sheffield doing our break. It's been open stuff, climbing. That's a cliche, has it? A great advert for championship football. Here comes Sheffield now on the right side. A dangerous situation. It cuts the inside the man on the edge of the penalty. That's well blocked there by Jules Saville. So Jules Long now, free kick inside her own half. Ticking towards 87 minutes. Punts it forwards. It finds its way through to uh, Cresswell. He's got vogel Samura on the right side now. Ball's into the book. On the line to poke out from close 87 minutes. Middle three, 79 2.
0: What drama, listeners! What drama!
3: Great in. that's another assist for, for Andreas Vogel Sammer and Tom Bradshaw with the hat trick. The substitution going on, down. I think it is. Who's this? This is uh, Vocal summer's coming out. I think it's uh, 11. That's uh, Scott Malone. Looks like Watmore's going to come in as well. It's, it's 88 minutes on the stadium clock. Looks like Bradshaw's coming out for Watmore. Uh, yeah, Watmore coming in for Bradshaw. You know what I mean? It's been a fruit afternoon early start great performance by Andreas up good applause for the man there is a cauldron dear listeners a cauldron have a listen to that We've Sheffield are on the break here now it's been end to end stuff in this second half in possession, about halfway inside the middle half. Everyone in the blue shirts behind the ball, just outside the middle penance. That's floated in, that's deep. Put behind by a corner by Danny Mac. He needed a shout there. He had no one behind him, but it's going to be a left-sided corner. Now a little bit of um, eyeballs between Danny Mack and the, I think it's the nine. Shake hands. is the referee, sending the calm down. That's invariably my experience of relationships, listeners. Really, is that the best advice when you're having a row? To say, calm down. How about you? Have you ever found it work for you? Anyway, left-sided corner. There's um, a lot going on in that penalty area. Honeyman's Honeyman's holding the, the man's claim. He's holding his shirt. It's all. Good. <laughs> oh dear. 3-2. Five minutes of time. This is a left-sided corner. Floated in. It's deep, deep, deep-headed. Clear. That's the free kick given. Brave, brave. That was Jake Cooper. Looks like an off-the-ball into The 28's got involved with... um. Who's that gone down? Danny Mack. Crowd baying for a red card. Referees out of his depth in this list. There's the places like, a, as I said, a cauldron of noise. Players lost the plot there. The 19's being spoken to. Dursy Northern bastards. Old school charm yellow card oh how's that how does that work <sighs> if he's clipped him Danny Mac's clearly got under the man's skin referee way out of his depth in his. I don't know who would be in their depth in fairness to him I wouldn't want to be refereeing in this situation listeners would you long throw in it comes Cresswell gets his head to it loops up on the away Sheffield still in in possession on the left side pumped back in that's headed away still on the outskirts of the uh, penalty area, in it comes 19 now into the middle penalty area blimey O'Reilly, you couldn't be doing this all the time that's going to go for a goal kick great shielding work by Danny Mac to see that through there's five minutes great work by Danny Mac It should be a goal kick there it goes. It was what more? So, yeah, Full time whistle. There's a familiar tune for this. That has been one of the great games. One of the great games of the season. One of the great games I've contended with Gary Rowett's Reigners Mill manager Mill three Sheffield United two. Oh, okay. Wonderfully dramatic stuff. Um, hat trick for, for Tom Bradshaw. Standout performances. Blimey, take your pick. Bradshaw with a hat trick. Vogelshammer with the assists. Cresswell, uh, Shackleton, Baddy Mack. Um, it can't be anyone else other than Tom Bradshaw, but honestly, listeners, even Jules Long, much maligned for that first goal. Pulled off some really good saves in the second half. Take your pick. I'm gonna go with Tom Clayton, because I kind of got to. But I've loved Danny Maxwell so this uh, afternoon, Charlie Creswell, you name it. There we are. We will be back after these messages.
0: After you. No I've uh,
3: wangled my way into the press box thanks to the influence and power of Radio London, Aaron Paul. Radio great great five game. Mate. Five, mate. Radio, f- Radio 5, this so five, so five so loud, mate. This is 5 Live, mate. We're a national. Oh, what a Mick. game. I'm got, well, I'm just wondering, how's your how's your ticker? That's the first question we've got to ask. Couldn't do it every week. Are you visiting do the cardiologist week. Monday? <laughs> yeah.
4: Are you gonna be one? You need, you need, you need something tonight, oh, don't mate. you? What a, seriously, that was, that was
2: lung busting.
3: That was a proper championship battle, wasn't it? Absolutely. What a game,
2: seriously. I might have a bit of whiskey in me a Horlicks
3: tonight. <laughs> 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 and the ever the ever popular Ryan Loftus is here as well.
4: Look at this. Yeah, causing controversy in the group chat by uh, by backing George Long to the hill. And what a second half that he's 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 uh, he's dug me out of a hole there by completely backing him with unbelievable saves, he's kept us in it. Tom Bradshaw. If Tom Bradshaw. Was on Sky every week. <laughs> we would have 150 goals in this league. If
3: if if ZN if if if, if, if Fleming could pass, would get past the player, he'd be playing in Barcelona or something.
4: Yeah, well, I did see a comment actually at half time back, George Long saying, "Why can't we have a keeper with Bart's shot stopping and Long's distribution?" Who and said that? I don't know. So, so, but on Twitter, but I did think they would not be playing at Millwall if they could. So, you know,
3: you have got to take the rough with the smooth. But yeah, what an unbelievable for me big thing one of the probably the performance of Gary Rowett's tenure as a Millwall manager yeah I thought, the circumstances.
4: I thought I thought the first half obviously until they drew level it was really reminiscent of that that Huddersfield game last season yeah, yeah. when it, the 2-0 yeah. where we they were in form and we absolutely dominated yeah, them. Yeah. and that, like Sheffield and I just couldn't get close but yeah I think the this, this changes came at the right time Yep. And people maybe question them, but they seem to work. Moving Fogel Samo to the other side, but just I think the main thing is that getting pegged back twice and, yeah, coming, and back, coming back. We've seen teams, middle teams, fold all the time. Yeah. We're just not managed to do it no. to actually come away with three points. Real massive.
3: spirit, real spirit, great game. Aaron's lovely to see you, mate. Yeah, star. Wow, what a game! Come on, roll roll on a three 0 battering against. Oh, roll on, on <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mate
0: Afton, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Joining us on the show now to discuss what was surely, listeners, one of the most dramatic, certainly the best games in in some years at the den. Joining me now to discuss all the excitement of the afternoon is Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael.
2: Good evening. Now that was that was jolly good fun, wasn't it, dear listener? The early kickoff. <laughs> Very enjoyable what game. stuff.
3: What a game! Mm. Um, I don't. I mean, we're recording this, listeners, after at the end of the afternoon. So um, we've both been dashing around doing domestic things since we got indoors. So it's the first chance I've really had to um, I, I could kind of process my thoughts on the afternoon, Michael. Um, I'm, I must admit, I'm a bit staggered by the strength and depth of the comebacks. Two, uh, three comebacks, wasn't it? Um, in all, um, with the final winning goal. From a a team that was looking at the start of the afternoon, I mean, we we all kind of started the afternoon with the news of um, yet more injuries, you know, Billy Mitchell being out for six weeks. Um, And I must admit, I thought we, you know, we we would be up against it this afternoon, but we really, really showed steel and, um, you know, real metal out there this afternoon. It was a fantastic game to watch.
2: Absolutely. And the thing is as well, Nick, is we've had a 3-2. I think it was against Coventry at home earlier on in the season. Um, we've had games where we've scored a couple. We've had a games where we've uh, nicked the odd goal here and there and, and got the result. But if you as a Millwall fan, not you personally, Nick, obviously, the royal you, um, yeah. if you weren't yeah. happy with that game today, you might as well not watch Millwall for the rest of the season because it was far from perfect at times. There were times, yes, it was it was a little bit ugly with with little bits and pieces, but that was a very enjoyable um, uplifting afternoon for me as a Millwall fan, and and I'll be brutally honest with you as well. I at times with Gary Rowett, I've I've never been a Rowett out or massive massive critic, but I've always been a kind of he's got a job done um, type of um, aura to him. That kind of manager, yeah. he knows how to yeah. grind out results. But <laughs> goodness gracious, i have got to tempt fate. But I'm actually starting to believe now that we might actually make that top six because. <laughs> With Millwall's consistency, and I get it, but if we play like that against a team who absolutely mulled us in the FA Cup at the start of the year and are well, second yeah. in the table yeah, and we absolutely dominate a game like that, after, like you say, after conceding a couple of goals and coming back from that, I I, I will be very surprised which teams will beat us in that top six this season.
3: I mean, this has been a week and one of my notes to myself when I was doing the live stuff earlier on, um, one of my notes, Michael, was what a week to be a millwall fan you've had the full um range of millwall emotions we've gone from a really you know the, the ecstasy shall we call it of winning at, at loftus road last week pretty good win to the depths of um one of the lower points really getting beat in drab circumstances at coventry on tuesday night and now i mean i i i i thought if we get a gritty if we grind out a point today i thought that's probably not a bad outcome from one of the the second best team in the in the, in the division um And a team that's taken us to the cleans a couple of times already this 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 campaign. Um, so I must admit, I, I we've had the full range of um Millwall emotions in seven days. It's it, it's wearing me out, Michael. I'm I'm feeling quite shattered to be honest.
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm I'm a bit similar to you. Normally, I'm I'm not the most conservative of Millwall fans. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also not one of these who's always up and shouting. And you know, like I try to stay a little bit composed. You know, obviously. For those who know me quite well, I obviously take the kids with me. So you've not got to behave yourself in that way, but you can't go too over the top. But I really felt myself getting drawn into this game, you know, and really felt love with some of the decisions that were given either way, um, we can question the referee. Um, I don't think it was the best afternoon for refereeing decisions. However, you know, that adds to the drama of the game. That probably adds to the grit and determination of Millwall because a lot of other teams would have just folded and thought we're not getting anything here, but they didn't. It was just a really, it was a great atmosphere again by the Millwall fans. Yeah. Um, it was nice also to a point. Yeah, you know, I know we, we can't obviously praise away fans normally, but, you know, it was good that Sheffield United fans got involved with the Jimmy Mism bits at the beginning as well. So it was it was just a good afternoon of football. Really well done. and And like, at one point during the game, um, I, you, everyone does it. There's not uh, there's not pussyfoot around it. Everyone always goes on the Sky Sports and looks at the league table when we've scored or when we've conceded mm-hmm. to see where mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, and even yeah. at one point, I, I, and at one point, I said, you know, even if the results stay as they are today, and I think we was two. It was either one 0 or two one 0 We were definitely him. I said Sheffield United are still seven points clear of third, so yeah. that actually shows just how dominant they have been. We know how dominant Burnley and Sheffield United have been this season, but you know, when you look at it like that, you can not play particularly well, lose away. Yes, away at Millwall, but um, besides the point, and you're still seven points clear. It shows how good a side they are, and we absolutely dominated them today. You know, I think um, George Long, yes, he was at fault for the goal. I know I put a tweet out to so say I'd like to see it again. You can say he was at fault for the goal. But again, shoe on the other foot. It was his quick thinking that led to the first goal from Millwall. Um I'm not sure whether it's because it's been highlighted so much the difference between Long and Biakowski. But if you watch Long, it's the way he's looking around and like he looks to break the ball, even when he throws the ball out, it's always rolled out to feet in front of the player to build the play up. And yeah. that could be something, yes, his shot stops his shot stopping is questionable compared to Biakowski. But that's a good string of a bow to have. A goalkeeper who's that quick thinking to actually build up the play, in my opinion.
3: And, and, and you know, it's not a goal creator. Certainly, a goal instigator on a couple of occasions. You know, the quickness mm. of, of thought to to put the ball into the channels and uh, the running up front. I mean, Tom Bradshaw, hat trick hero. Obviously, that's the lead story if you if you want listeners. But I also want to take my hat off to Tom Bradshaw. The the, the never ending running of the man. You know, you know the old the old of the Duracell battery comes to mind, Michael. I mean, the the, the energy he brings uh, and the work rate is is something else. Um, yeah, you can talk about finishing. I mean, there was that opportunity early in the in the first half when he was one on one with a goalkeeper and um, it got saved. Another player, another striker might have finished it, but blimey, he certainly made up for it later on in the game, didn't he? Um, you know, three three goals does its own talking for me, and. Um, I made him man of the match, but you really could have gone through a, a fair number of that side and say, well, they're man of the match as well, because it was a team effort today. And I include George Long, actually, because, you know, you're right. I mean, I I, I, I called it in in real time that that was um, an error by Long to concede that free kick, difficult free kick. It was on target and looping downwards. It was kind of like a low, low shot to the right. You probably would have expected... Um, a top level goalkeeper to have got it and kept it out but it's gone in um, but he made one or two saves in the second half Michael that really saved our bacon because um, we were being pinned back at times by Sheffield they're a good side they've got some good players
2: yeah I, th- I think as well if one thing that I noticed with Sheffield United I'm not sure if you noticed this or picked up in your live Commentary, Nick, but I, I can't remember who the player was. But then number eight a few times halfway through the second half was getting the ball on the edge of the box, and he was sort of yeah. looking for the pass, or he was yep. looking to play the ball through. And there was a few times where he's—I he, don't follow Sheffield United, so I don't know who this player is or what he's normally like. But even I said at one point to the guys around me, I was a bit like, "Why are we giving this player so much time?" You know, he clearly knows what to do with the ball. Burger, burger clearly knows how to play Burg, the balls. Burg, and then and one burger of the, yeah, yeah, and and then one of the through balls he played led to a shot. Um, which evidently led to the corner that they scored from. However, it was a quick-thinking save from George Long that, that kept us in it at that time. Yeah, and, I know and, there was also, yeah. You know. and there was also that there was that one-on-one that he saved. There was also the, the effort just in front of the Cold Blow lane where he read the ball over the top incredibly well, broke out the penalty area and played it long. But I think going back to what you were saying with Tom Bradshaw, um, we were saying in the stands before the game started that and I remember you and Neil Fisler saying it on the show recently about um, Tom Bradshaw normally playing mm. a, alongside a, a taller player or the big man, small man, um, yep. thing that Mill tend to historically do. But I think today, you re- even though, yes, there were still a lot of balls played up um, up long to him and he had to bring down, etc. But some of the balls played today really play to his strengths. Because if you think about it with with Bradshaw... If, if if I've forgot any shots, then, you know, come, come at me on social media. But apart from that one and one he missed earlier on and the three goals, he didn't really have that many other shots. So that's like a 75% strike rate. You know, I mean, I know this is, not, this is one game and you don't get too carried away, but mm. it just goes to show if you put that ball in the penalty area to Tom Bradshaw, three out of four times he finds the back of the net. And it was, it was an incredible performance from him today. And, and his work rate's good. I mean, um, if you, even as well with the little niggly stuff as well that he does. If you look yeah. at the goalkeeper two minutes into the game, he's straight into the goalkeeper. And yeah, yeah. it weren't a foul, but they've gone, in, they've gone into each other. That set yeah. the tempo for that whole first half. And it's just those little bits there, those little mind games that straight away, I mean, when the keeper went down and then the keeper come out again and clipped Bradshaw and everyone saying, was it offside? Was it a penalty? Yeah, was it yeah. what it was? I, I, I said I went, key Keeper has been in the absolute wars already. We're only halfway through the first half. And that was all Tom Bradshaw. Constant, constant, constant pressure. It was a fantastic performance from Bradshaw. I think the three goals just maybe tips it for me. But for me, it was either Bradshaw or Shackleton, man of the match.
3: Shackleton. I mean, I was just going to say, I mean, we can go through the side. I, I, I just want to praise, uh, finish praising Tom Bradshaw because work rate we've mentioned many, many times. Um, he missed or saved um, that opportunity early on. But then what a finish for the opening goal, Michael, because I mean, that was, that mm. was, that put it, put that miss to bed for me in, as soon as he buried that, that chance. And the others um, were, were close range finishes, really, from good work by another player I want to mention, um, because we're going to go through quite a few, one way and the other, I think, in this conversation. I want to, I want to mention Andreas Vogelsammer, because he's become a bit of a um, an online punch bag, isn't he? You know, vog- Vogie this and Vogie that. Well, today, anyone that was at the Den and saw that performance, even if you were watching it on TV, don't start talking to me about Vogue this and Vogue that because he was instrumental. I think you could probably credit him with, with two assists out, the the, the, uh, the second and third goals for Bradshaw, if memory serves. I haven't seen anything back as I've been speaking. But I thought the the quality and precision of his crossing today, Michael, was was top dollar, absolute top dollar.
2: Mm, I think at, at times with Vogelsamer, I've been a bit of a critic of him. I mean, I especially remember it was the, um, I think it was the FA Cup game against Sheffield United. He, he, for me, he always seemed to struggle to stay um, onside a lot of the time. And I know like he yeah. playing out of yeah. position where he normally plays. Um, some of his basic passing sometimes can be a little bit questionable. Um, but I, yes, when, he was a little bit in and out of the game today. But when he was in the game for me, he was a real, real focal point. And and I thought him and Fleming really linked up nicely at times. I thought they Fleming, did. yeah. I, thought, I think some of his football was incredible. I mean, there, there was one bit with with we'll, we'll go back to Volkel in a second, but with Fleming, there was that time where he sort of feigned a shot and the player died a slight slid, feigned Ooh. the shot again, player slid, feigned the shot again. And I remember one someone around me was like, "Oh, why don't he shoot? Why don't he get rid of it?" And I'm like, "Can't you see how intelligent this this football is?" He's, he's yeah. He's waiting for the right moment. So I think yeah, the eventual yeah, shot was yeah. blocked. But I was like, he's waiting for the right moment. And there was a lot of time as well with Fleming where of the first 10, 15 minutes, I, I did think the ball get, got caught under his feet a little bit. I mentioned it in our group chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it took a little bit of a while to get him into the rhythm a little bit. But yeah, him and Vogelsheimer was were superb. And again, this isn't a criticism of Vogelsheimer to say that if he's playing with bad players, that makes him a bad player. But what I'm saying is, is if you actually give him the service and the type of football that his runs and his brain yeah. requires, you can actually yeah. see what you're getting out of him. In my I thought opinion. he played
3: very well today. You're right about Fleming. I think um, he's, he's, we, we have such hec- high expectations of, uh, of Zian. And, you know, if he's not quite on it, then everyone suddenly is calling... Uh, people calling him for him to be dropped in a week. Well, you know... It's, it's it's, it's madness. But when when you see these little moments, I mean, there was a pass he made, I think it was in the second half, I think Burke, he put Burke through on the right side of as he was coming down the middle and he just delayed the pass. I think what you're just talking about there, actually, as I think about it, and it's just like a little moment of class because the obvious ball was to get it out there quickly, but he just kept it a moment, a step onwards and then played Burke in. I think the shot hit the side netting, if memory serves, but it was just a a magical moment. He's got this ability to... Produce a higher level of a higher level of football than um, I think we're often being used to it at the Den. I really have got a lot of time for Zian. I also want to mention Oli Burke um, because he he's a player that you know wasn't exactly um, trumpets and flags weren't waving when he came back to us this second time. Um, I thought he looked really dangerous this afternoon. Very quick and very powerful. Um, you know, really enjoyed seeing seeing his game this afternoon.
2: Did he have a point to prove against an old team? Possibly. Um, Maybe. Could it have been really? that? You don't know. But again, let's but not be too critical and too uh, too judgmental from me. Yeah, he had, he had a good game. He's, he's a very... I remember when we first signed him, I remember saying to you guys and I remember saying to people I know that it, it's not one of those signings that makes you really think we're going to do something now. You know, yeah. it's a very steady signing. Um, he's, good, he's good at running with the ball. But my thing was always, what does he do with it? You know, a lot of people saying last season and seasons before when we've had him when Jed Wallace was there, you know, oh, Wallace down the right, Burke down the left, down dangerous with that B. I'm like, but apart from the pace, I can't really see what Burke's got that Wallace has got with that end product. But, I mean, it was Burke's through ball, wasn't it, to... to uh, Bradshaw that made the first goal it was incredible But I think yeah goal. I'd have
3: to see it again but yeah I'll take that because I, I, it sounds about right I thought he looked I thought he looked very I mean it could be the the desire to put one over on Sheffield United I don't know um, if that yeah. works it does there, Let's
2: so. not be too cynical Nick let's <laughs> say that this is the start of something big from uh, Albury.
3: Well, the whole side um, the whole side you could go through mm. it all and call them men of the match I mean Shackleton you've mentioned already Michael um, Savile yeah. did well, and the whole back line. I, I, I want to pick out Danny Mack because I thought he got forward very, very well today as well. Some overlapping runs, um, really put the cat amongst the pigeons at times, in, in, especially in the second half. As we pressed back, having been pe- pegged back by that, um, you know, the, the equaliser and then the second equaliser in the second half, many a team would have um folded there, but we we kept at it, and and you know, across the, across the side, it was just a wonderful. Um, a wonderful example of team spirit. I think that's what really stood out for me this afternoon, the team spirit.
2: Yeah, and the thing is as well, Nick, it's... And I know we, obviously, we're Mill fans, so we say it as a laugh, we say it as a joke and sort of a little slight bit of an irony. But with a, with a genuine, like, sort of football, are we going to get promoted head on? We've got to take this momentum into the next game. You know, we, we've beaten the second best team in the division. We're on an absolute high. 15, what, 15 and a half thousand in the den today. So great attendance. It looked a, a good crowd for a
3: 12.30, not far short of a morning kickoff, 12.30 start. You know, a, that was a decent let's, crowd. Let's there.
2: be honest as well. Again, without, yeah, and without trying to be too judgmental, well, a lot of people would have stayed at home and watched it on telly because it's Watch on it the box. on telly, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and again, that's not, that's not, that's not knocking anyone because people have got their own personal circumstances, especially when it's an early kickoff. But, mm. you know, we, we, we We've got to take this into the Burnley game because how we played today. You know, I'm I'm not going to go too over dramatic and say, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll really, you know, absolutely spank Burnley five 0 and all this. But if we play like we did today against them, you know, we we're whirling well with a shout because the the dem the them was behind the players and not just because of the refereeing decisions, but the dem was behind the players. Sheffield United, yeah, they 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 seemed up for it to start, but after a while they they weren't really in the game. McBurney, no. who's normally a player who comes back to haunt us quite a lot, he, he didn't seem at the races today and the more the crowd got on his back, the more he reacted. You know, the, I'm thinking of that stamp on Jake Cooper towards the end. Yeah, yeah, um, he started to lose the they, plot. They, they, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were losing the plot. They, they Some of the tackles that were flying in in front of the docker stand, you know, arms were being flown up and the cards were going up and you mm. could say the referee was card happy but some of those fouls towards the end were, were worthy of yellow cards and that's what this game was today. Without trying to sound too dramatic and over the top and waxing too lyrical, it was a real good, blood and thunder, Millwall game today, and we've got it's to a take that
3: It's proper Den performance, and I actually think—I mean, we've said it before with referees. Um, I thought the referee was um, at times was a little bit out of his depth today, Michael that could be an unfair thing to say, but I think the the environment that the Den creates is a very intense, very claustrophobic atmosphere where to think straight. When you're the man in the middle, it must be very, very difficult. And that doesn't excuse poor decision making, but there we are. Um, but I thought we just got a little bit away. I think actually it's what led led to um, Sheffield United losing losing their focus rather because it becomes it sucks you in, doesn't it? I mean, you know, as a spectator to it, you can feel the 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 the, the power of the den crowd. It's a massive massive advantage. Um, going into these next, what is it now, uh, 31 with play so 15 games to to the end of the season. That's a massive advantage to be taking forward because we do feel like we've got some momentum going now, going to, to Tuesday night, the game that you mentioned already. It does feel like there's the Railway Express. I'm going to have to get out the old um, sound effect of that uh, steam train starting up again. I do feel the Railway Express is rolling.
2: I mean, and the thing is as well, Nick, is you, you mentioned it earlier on, Um, right at the start, when you said about the depth. You think that, um, you know, Creswell blew a little bit hot and cold at the start of the season, but he's really starting to show some real mature performances for me. Um, I think Shackleton again, slightly similar. He had a really good game today. I'm a little bit more on the fence with Shackleton than I am with Creswell, because yes, Creswell did a few cock-ups at the start of the season, but I do think he's that slightly more steadier player. But you think today we will miss him... Um, Billy Mitchell's going to be out for a while. Yeah,
1: we're missing Sean yeah. Hutch- yeah, yeah,
2: You know, we're missing Sean Hutchinson. We're missing uh, Mason Bennett, but we can still bring on good players off the bench. You know, and yeah. it's and and that, that's what I'm saying. You've got three. Let's be brutally honest. Bennett maybe is a question mark because of his fitness, not of his ability, but his fitness. But you've got three first team starters there who will make that existing eleven better. Yet to come in, along with the players who've come from the bench. Honeyman, who's had a really good few games, started on the bench. Yeah. George Evans, he has his question marks, but he's the type of player, if you want to kill the game and kill the tempo in the last five, ten minutes to really slow it down, you bring him on. I know a lot of Mill fans don't like George Evans. Scott Malone on the bench. People are saying, should he come back in for, um, for Murray Wallace? That's another conversation for another time. Biakowski, it's a strong squad. It's a really strong squad, and we're in a really good position. And I know I sound like a broken record and reiterate, but we've got to carry this momentum. Gary, I know you listen repeatedly. Listen. Yeah, you do, Gary. He does listen. We recognize your IP address, but we've got to carry this momentum in.
3: Absolutely seconded on that front burnley top of the table after today's results 72 points good side it's going to be a tough game it's going to be a big game if you thought today was big time football listeners get yourself along to the den on tuesday night because that's going to be bigger time football mill sitting in sixth, spot 49 points um just above blackburn also on 49 by by goal difference so um we are very much in the mix the railway express michael is is rolling um Better get the old uh, the toot of the of the steam engine out, I think. It was a wonderful afternoon. I really enjoyed it this afternoon. I mean, we're not neutrals and you know, the last few minutes of the game was a real nerve grinder, but um wow, that's that's what you want to watch football. You know, that's the kind of football you wanna see. Um yeah. leaves you feeling slightly exhausted afterwards and we're we're recording, both of us I think, in a state of nervous exhaustion. Um Wonderful afternoon, Michael. I want to say thank you for taking time out of your evening for joining the show to do this very, um, very, um, it feels quite soon after the event to be doing a, a, a review. Sometimes it's uh, nice to get a day's um, distance, but this was just that kind of game where you had to um, tap into electricity of the den this afternoon. Big thank you, Michael Avery. Thanks for coming on, mate.
2: No problem at all, and I promise next week I won't be as positive. I'll go back to my normal, moody self. <laughs>
3: Thank you for listening, dear listeners, until the next edition of Achtung Millwall. It's uh, Durchy Millwall, and bye for now. See you, see you after Tuesday, probably see you Wednesday. Bye for now.
0: Achtung Millwall. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.